When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is the Unplayable Podcast coming to you from Hyderabad, India. Well, on today's episode, we're going to discuss the unbelievable BBL 08 final where the Renegades got over the stars. We look ahead to Australia's limited overs tour of India and hear from cricket.com.au reporter Laura Jolly and Aussie all-rounder Jess Jonathan who previewed the upcoming Rose Bowl series between Australia and New Zealand. Now, we have some mildly exciting news that during the Qantas Tour of India, the Unplayable podcast will feature a special full-time guest. Now, you may know him from such teams as the now-defunct Pune Warriors, Australia's World Cup winning under-19 team of 2010, and more recently, the Melbourne Renegades and the National Men's Site. It's Kane Richardson. Welcome, Kane. Thanks for jumping on this roller coaster. Thanks for having me, Sam. I'm going to be the Robin to your Batman. All right, um, we're going to start with that BBL 08 final, Kane. Uh, the Stars were none for 93, chasing 140-odd. The equation got down from 53 from 43 with 10 wickets in. What were you honestly thinking out there on the field? I was thinking that on the scorecards that everyone's going to see for the rest of you know of all time history, there's going to be a 10-wicket loss to the Melbourne Renegades. And I thought this is going to be hard to take talking to those boys, the Melbourne Stars, after the game. Luckily enough, we got one wicket, and I thought, well, that's I'm happy now. You know, nine-wicket loss sounds so much better. And so Stoinis gets out, you're like, sweet. We've lost with some dignity. We don't have to do a nude lap, as Marcus <laughs> Harris said to me at uh, deep cover. And obviously, by this stage, I'd bowled out. So I'm a spectator. I'm, I feel like a batsman. I'm just fielding. And, and then Pete Hanscom comes out, same thing. Um, and then I reckon we started to think we were a chance when, when Glenn Maxwell got out. Oh, really? And he got dropped in. He got dropped close in. Yeah, Did you think did. that might have been the game? Well, the interesting thing with Maxi is in T20, you think he's going to give you a chance. That's the way he plays. So I thought there might be another twist, but as I said, there was only, well, there was only 40 or 50 to get, and you think that you're gone. So I reckon when, when we got him, I reckon we, we started to believe. I reckon when Dunk got out, Caught off Boyce's last delivery. Could have seen him out. He was on 50-plus. That was a big wicket. I mean, that, I mean, you look back at some of the shot selection from some of the Stars players, I'm sure they'll be regretting them looking back on that footage. Yeah, I reckon, in, well, I was playing in the game, but I reckon watching it back a little bit now, you notice those those little moments like that. And the dunk one was massive as well. He had us by the scruff making 50. He was doing it pretty easy as well. So, um, yeah, Maxwell and dunk. That's where it turned. And then you could see it in the boys' eyes. Like I, I ran past Nick Madison after Glenn got out and he kind of smirked, but it wasn't a, it wasn't a happy smirk. It was, oh, oh really? no, I'm in trouble here. So, And then our blokes at the back, back um, Harry Gurney is so good at that. Mm. And Dan Christian does everything. He's the, he's the winner. He's got the Midas touch. So when you're out there at number 93, is it quiet out there between you guys or is, is Finch the captain trying to spruik the fellas on? Uh, well, I just bowled that last over. To, so 
I bowled my last over in the 12th and we were burning it to try and get a wicket. But the hard thing is that we had five men out trying to restrict runs. So I didn't actually know how we were going to get a wicket that over. And then it went for 12 with a couple of boundaries. And I thought, well, I'm done. We're done. Um, and then Boise bowled the next over, I think, and yeah. got Stoin out. Um, but as I said, I was on the boundary. So I'm so far out of the action and the decision making. So... Um, but it wasn't quiet. The, cr- the crowd actually was amazing because for the first time ever, there was half the crowd were happy every single ball. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Like no other final has been like that. Yeah. So it was actually an amazing atmosphere where someone was always cheering every ball. So it was incredible. Huge effort from Melbourne too. To, uh, the tickets only went on sale for like a day, right? So to get that stadium full of 40,000 people was a great effort by the Melbourne community. It was, but it, they, it's the sporting capital of the world, so let's not beat around. It was uh, always going to happen. From New South Wales, I always just think that Sydney was, but having lived in Melbourne, it certainly is. It and is. It's like a religion down there, most of those sports, especially Aussie rules, but uh, in summertime, it's, it's cricket, isn't it? It's BBL time. So how do you celebrate? Because uh, <laughs> that's, the, that's the, the one sort of question uh, everyone asks after these big events. But well, my, my, you, had to get, you had to get on a plane yeah, well, at 6 a.m. I actually got put on hold twice. So the, f- <laughs> the first... First time, uh, I actually got tagged by a drug tester. I was one of the unlucky ones. <laughs> About half an hour into the celebrations, I made my way down to the change room to pick up my phone to call wife, dad, you know, everyone, let them know, scream down the phone. Because you didn't think they were watching? No, just to, you know, oh, what, like they obviously didn't come it's over. Real. It's real. It's <laughs> real. That happened. That actually just It was happened. live. Um, and the bloke pointed me out and said, I'm, I'm here for you. So... From then on, I, I didn't have a sip of water during our bowling innings. I, there's no to- time for that. Finchie's so strict on time as well. Oh, so really? I was looking out uh, for himself there because the captain gets pinged if there's a slow over rate. Exactly. But it was last game of the year, so he probably didn't have to worry about it. I think, um, did the stars get done? They were about 15 minutes over there. Um, oh, time I'm, not sure. I'm, not, I'm not sure. Maybe those rules don't apply to the stars. But <laughs> um, yeah, so the, the drug tester got me. And basically, I was his for hours because I had nothing in me to actually give him. It's oh, a urine right. sample. Yeah, and, right. Uh, I was dry as a bone. So, only allowed two beers. You don't want to dilute the uh, the urine too much. So, it was basically just me sitting in a room with my, my drug testing mate uh, for about three hours, I reckon, post-game. Until I finally passed the sample and then the celebration started. Couldn't you just scale a litre of water and... Well, I did try. Yeah, I tried. So it, it was in the. It was just off the hallway, and all everyone, every man and his dog was walking past, offering advice on how to do it. But <laughs> nothing was working. So, but it finally happened about eight thirty. I, I, all the formalities, yep, yep. done, and then, um, and then I could get back into it. But did you get the feedback straight away? Do they test it on site? And you go, oh, yep, you are clear of any drugs or no? Nah, it doesn't happen. Away? Like, it doesn't happen that quickly, okay, unfortunately. So we're still waiting here. It's not like that, testing your pH. You know, you can immediately tell if it's like 7.4 or 3.5 yeah well they test they told me how hydrated i was which wasn't much yeah that was only going to get worse throughout the night as well obviously but right and then uh we started marvel until um we we drank everything in the fridge but there was a huge crowd of people there yeah Uh, a lot of supporters a lot of family and friends out the pitch out in the pitch we got kicked off security's pretty strict at marvel and you know the afox was coming up so i think they wanted to look after the surface uh, we pushed on to a local pub, but then obviously I had a six a.m. flight with the with the Australian boys, so I had to wrap it up pretty early. Bittersweet in a way, it I was. Mean, but then knowing that four of the Melbourne Stars boys were going to be on that flight at the same time definitely made it easier. Well, that was going to be one of my questions. How is it now being the Australian team? 
with like all these other stars guys and some of them are your really close mates like Zampa and Steinus. Um, do you feel a little bit of, <laughs> I don't know, empathy for what they're going through? Um, no, I honestly don't. <laughs> I honestly don't because I think they're, they're, they're a different team Like, and, and everyone else in this team is so happy that the Renegades won. It's just something <laughs> about the stars that you just can't warm to them. So it's... Those four are very on their own at the moment, but I'm sure, like all things, time will heal. They'll win other, they'll win other games. They'll be right. Um, yeah, they'll be fine. They're playing for Australia. They, they can win the next 10, and, and I'll be okay with it because we won the first one and we beat them. And it's interesting for you because you left the strikers yes. and then they go and win it. And then I remember talking to you saying, like, did you feel you know, um, you know, bad that you weren't there with the strikers? And you're going, yeah, because you, know, you want to be part of the success, but you also really enjoyed your time at the Renegades that year. But well, now... Yeah, I mean, but they beat us in the semi-final by one run, so it could have been a very different... True. So we could have been, we could have been back-to-back. Wow. But, you know, things happen. Sliding doors, That's I guess. That's right. Well, you know, if the floodlights didn't go off in at the Gabba, Stars probably wouldn't have got through. The That's Thunder would have had that, that extra point. We, we, we could sit here and talk about those things. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. So you're the leading wicket taker, 24 wickets in pretty much all in all those games. Uh, what clicked this season? What was the what made you the leading wicket taker? Oh well, everyone's asked, but I think, like in all seriousness, like everyone, everyone's like, "What's going on with you? You actually you're taking That's some the wickets most this wickets year. ever in a BBL well, season. Well, it was bound to happen with the most games just, ever. Well, you didn't play all the games, did you? I, I didn't, but I still played 14, which okay. is a decent chunk. Um, yep. I don't know. I think I was. I think the Bowling this year was a lot better than years before across the board and mm. the batting was probably a little bit less. So conditions were favourable at Marvel early in in the tournament. Um, but you get a run on in T20, a bit of momentum. Mm. You feel good. But then the tournament's so long, you can also fall out of form, which I probably did at the back end. Yeah, no the, wickets in the, in the last two games. Yeah, no wickets. Um, but T20, it's hard. F- four overs, sometimes you can't have an impact with wickets. So it's about doing as best you can and a fickle game out. because I think uh, in that final as a Nick the third man that went in a gap and you know it's other, other, other games as they go to fielders so and they did they did early in the Shane I remember Shane Watson lacing a cover drive earlier yeah. in the first over I bowled that was you know any other day a metre either way is four but it went straight to a, f- a fielder so that's the way it goes you got those two wickets at the, against the Hurricanes at Geelong right those guys were going nuts, and then there was uh, one scooped a backward point. Or yeah, was yeah, but that, that that was Darcy Short. So, you know, why you're going wide Yorker and he sliced it a backward point? I thought that was, I thought that was well bowled. But some I didn't say it wasn't. I was saying, <laughs> I think you were that, insinuating that, there was a bit no, of luck with no. it. But in T20, you take that every day of the week, especially oh, when it's Darcy. I can imagine. In fact, I, re- I think you tweeted out this or was this on Instagram that you wrote, "Batsmen sell memberships, bowlers win premierships." I did. Is that, is that a Kane Richards original or? Um, well, I didn't tweet. I'm not on. I'm oh, not sorry. On, it's officially Instagram for me. Instagram. So, um, I actually copied that from uh, the West Coast Eagles. Obviously, they won the flag last year. Sure. And their back line, I, I follow a few of them on Instagram. They're you know a bit different, a bit weird, and good follows. Like they they keep it um keep it spicy. The content's good. Tom, I think it's Tom Barras put up a Insta story, and this was weeks after they'd won it, and they were still going with there was beers in there, and they said the same thing. Forwards sell memberships, 
backmen win premierships. And I thought, if I ever win something, anything at all, I'm using that. And luckily enough, about six months later, Trivia I Trivia contest down at the pub, you're still right. The and it just felt right. You know, we both beat Eddie Maguire's team. So it just felt, well, there it you go. just felt right. Bit of synergy there. Good stuff. What about the season overall? Longer season, more broadcasters, more attention, more games, longer, the whole lot. Everything was just bigger for the big bash. In 2018-19, I think you've already spoken about it, but what do you think of the season, the sort of new look revamped season? Well, I, I like it. I think it's copped enough criticism from especially players. I've never heard so many players come out and be so honest about what they they think about it, which is it's good. Though. good. Yeah, I think that's going to help make it better. But I, I think the games are the right amount. I like home and away. I think that's a good a good thing. It gives everyone an opportunity to play because there's going to be injuries and everything else um but i think the the actual duration the time the of days i yeah. think that can be manipulated better and i think everyone's happy to play afternoon games play double headers that kind of thing so i reckon that's the the best way moving forward players are happy to have fewer days between games like i know there are there, i think every team has sort of one stretch where there might be five or six days just the way the schedule works out but you guys happy to just crunch it and just play pretty much every second day? I think so, but then not everyone's always going to be happy. So you wait next year if we do that. There's yeah. going to be someone coming out saying that we're playing too we're often. Need more we rest. need more rest. But I think four overs every couple of days is, is fine. Yeah, and you look at other sports like American sports. I think Australian public aren't quite used to the way that the season was with um, teams not playing the same number of games and teams playing three games in five days and another team not playing we look at some of those American sports. There are 162 games in a baseball yeah, season. That's right. Basketball, I think some clubs play 27 out of 31 days in a month. It's yeah. nonstop. So maybe they're just not quite used to it. You know, a lot of footy codes in Australia, it's the weekend and yep. then you get four days off or whatever. So um, might just have to be about re-educating the fans. Um, but I think, you know, if you take off, even if you took off a week, it'll make a big difference, wouldn't it? I think it would. I think the the thing for us that showed our last home game against the Thunder was on a school night and that I think that was our worst attended game because it had just gone on too long into that school holiday period. So you can just sit at home and watch it. All right, let's get to the India tour. We're out here in Hyderabad. Big tour here. Uh, two T20s, five one-dayers. Um, first of all, Kane, you've done a couple of trips here to India in the past. What's it like? being an Australian cricketer in India? It is, yeah, it's an experience. It's I've done it, yeah, I've as you said in the intro, defunct Pune Warriors, Rajasthan Royals. The Royals. Which also became defunct the year after, so there's a bit of a <laughs> bit of a consistent, you know, pattern there. And then the Royal <laughs> Challenges Bangalore. And is that it? Uh, yeah, for IPL. Yeah. And then, um, oh, I could go through every Indian trip, no, but I won't. Don't do it. Um, it's an experience. You just you're treated like royalty. So and and as our staff members and journos, not and journos, everyone involved with. Cricket Are you show. getting a tuk tuk out the road to go to dinner? I can I can say now the view from your room right now is a lot better than mine. So it's not all bad. Okay, no, it's right, but it, it is amazing, isn't it? Because I mean, India, one point three billion people or something like that. Uh, all of them obsessed with cricket. 
uh, it is tough when you go out uh, out onto the streets and stuff because I mean you're their heroes in so many respects. Well, s- some are not, yeah, yeah, not more everyone. than others. Yeah, no, um, no oh, one's getting around Zampa, are they? They're probably not, not after Sunday <laughs> as well. But and they actually, I've actually got some congratulations from some locals. So the big bash is making waves in India, but yeah, it's just a, a different world. But it tests you as well. It's so so hard off field and on field. So um, I think this is the place where if you come and do well, it means a lot more than, than some others because it is so hard. We're going to do a little segment each week called The Sounds of India, Kano. Lovely. And this one, we're going to kick off with, we haven't actually, there's been no games yet, so we can't do anything from a game, but uh, we're going to start with the traffic. And for for people who haven't been to India before, especially those in the major cities, the traffic in India just seems like this non-stop, uh, this flowing river of traffic that uh, is relentless uh, and it's all got to do with um, the chaos on the roads and I guess there aren't really laws here they're more like guidelines aren't they there aren't yep. many there aren't many dotted lines on the road <laughs> I think uh, there's no two lane uh, uh, freeway or anything it's more like uh, six lanes two bikes <laughs> uh, a couple of buses cars tuk tuk's the whole lot um, I'm going to play you a little clip now of what it sounds like and we'll put it in the background because uh, it can be quite uh, full on. But isn't it just crazy when you get onto the onto the roads here and you are swimming, swimming around? I've been here a couple of times. I reckon I've seen only once um, when a couple of cars have come together. But they're so close. They're speeding around. It's just uh, a phenomenal aspect of India. Yeah, but it's amazing like you say. You actually don't see many accidents. No. And it, I don't know how because they are centimeter perfect as Dennis Cometti would would put it yeah um, we just drove to the gym and I don't know how the car still has mirrors because <laughs> yeah. the gaps he was getting through yeah but it just works it's efficient and well maybe that's not the word but it it they get around in the smallest spaces and I live in Adelaide and I reckon I've seen a lot better drivers here than I've seen in Adelaide well I mean it tests your skills on so many different levels and they're not wasting any time, are they? They're not. If there's any gap, they're going for it. They're going for it. And the horn gets such a workout as well, doesn't it? And like, that's the thing. In Australia, a horn is like, hey, you've stuffed up. Yeah, this is more like an alert. Yeah, I'm there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, please don't turn left right now because I'm right beside you. It's a last resort in Australia, the horn, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Like, it's very rarely you'll go there. And and if you get the horn, you know you've you've deserved it. Whereas yeah. here, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm right behind you. I'm right beside you. So. It's, uh, it can't be encouraged enough, really. Well, maybe we need to use more more horn. I think it's a different horn here too. You know, it's a lot. It's a um, a lot more cute. I guess it's probably not that big, loud honking sort of deeper sound. This one is just like a little peck. But but there's some different ones as well. There's well, I guess the bigger the vehicle, I suppose. Yeah, and they, and they, it's almost like a bit of a tune they play their horn to, or like on the trucks, like they're they're like a yeah. So you know they're there. It works. It just works. It works. Okay. The sounds of India. Stay tuned for the next one. What I don't know what the next one's going to be. <laughs> Might be cricket related. We can't have horns throughout. No, we can't. The, okay. Uh, the cricket, like we said, two two twenty internationals, five one day. It's the first match. Is a T twenty in Vizag on Sunday. Um, what do you reckon the biggest the biggest differences apart from like the cultural differences uh, differences between playing in India and Australia? Well, I think the obvious one is pitches yep um especially as a as a seam bowler or a fast bowler there's there's not a lot here for a new ball there's nothing here for you really oh it can it can well, swing but the white ball swings for it's still a cooker bar though right yeah it, yeah it is it is a cooker but they swing for two balls max mm. um so there's that there's there's always something i guess that 
you hope for if it's slowables can work hopefully the grounds are a bit bigger or there's bigger boundaries but I think it's the pitches they're just so different there's no bounce it just slides on and their their batsmen are so good at hitting through the line as well so um, when I was speaking earlier about the challenge of it that is one of the biggest things um, is that there's just you haven't got many friends out there so you just got to find something isn't it so tough that you always hear like the pundits go or the pundits go all right key to this game is to take wickets with the new ball <laughs> so it's up to the fast bowlers to use a ball that only swings for four deliveries <laughs> uh loses its hardness pretty quickly because yeah. the wickets are abrasive and uh the outfields are uh, abrasive as well um so you know you've got four deliveries to get wickets with the new ball <laughs> you got to make the most of it <laughs> while you can make while, they, uh, while it is hard they bring on the spinners on because they do get that extra bit of bounce if it is there at all that's true but then i guess the abrasive if you say abrasive there's a chance of reverse swing but yeah. then two new balls only 25 overs each so that probably doesn't happen either you so probably don't want to look at Virat Kohli's record in India because uh, in one day actually, I actually was watching TV the other day and it just magically popped up Virat Kohli's record in India in the last year and a half it's fairly daunting yeah it's decent he he's tends to get a start most innings and goes on with it as well I think before the Australia tour he'd got something like uh, t- last 10 innings his lowest score was 25 he got a couple of hundreds um He's in pretty rare knock at so, the moment. But uh, he's due to fail, isn't he? Is he's that the way you look at it? He's due to have a really lean run and to get that average below 80 in the last year and a half. Well, you've played with him, so he might not go as hard at you, I suppose. Wow. Is that is that how it works? Are you yeah. with ICB this year? You're I'm not. not no, no, I don't know if that's how it works. No, but right. um, <laughs> if he's listening, that would that would be good. But you've played with him and you know him away from the field, I guess, a little bit more than the other guys would. Um and I remember we've talked earlier in the summer about um, what he's like and you've got some cracking stories, some appropriate, some <laughs> not so. But uh, just what is it like? What's he like when he's not in the heat of the battle? Well, he, he pretty starstruck when you meet him. Like he has, he's always... But you, pe- met him, you met him way back before he was super famous, right? Oh, yeah. I remember playing like a, academy games against him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's different now. Yeah. yeah. Like he, when he walks in, there's like five people walking behind him. Or, yeah, right. Like, you know, clearing the path in front of him, like literally sweeping dirt up. <laughs> Dropping the rose petal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Coming to America, maybe not quite that extreme. <laughs> but yeah, great guy. Like he, 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 what you see on field is very different to what he is away, away from um, cricket. But he was inclusive of everyone. He wanted everyone to get... Uh, this was two or three years ago at the IPL. And, yep. you know, Shane Watson was there. There was a lot of... There was a few Aussies, a few Kiwis, and he just wanted everyone to get along, have a good time, have a good experience and um, t- showed interest in people and what they what they liked and the way they lived their life. So I reckon, yeah, he's a ripper. And he, even got, he even got you some peanut butter. He he has this thing where he <laughs> dishes out peanut butter or almond butter. He's got all, all the goods. I think he, he's got a fair rig, so he looks after himself and he's yep. got all these little things in his bag and he was quite welcoming and warming to me and gave me a bit of peanut butter along the way, which was nice, so... Might have to knock on his door when uh, we get to Vizag for some peanut butter. If you get him out in this series, <clears throat> can you do some sort of peanut butter celebration? You well, know like the, spread it on you toast. Know, you, know the harder, <laughs> you know the harder yeah. thing? You could do something like that. Wow. I don't want sh- to poke the bear. No, you're right. And then not only to upset him, but just to stop getting peanut butter. That's a good point. Yeah, That's so a good point. I'll probably just leave that when one. It, you guys have had a fair look at him this summer I mean, in all formats. Is there like a plan now? Have you got a? Is there a plan in place? Well, I haven't had a fair look at him over the summer. I've been watching on TV, yeah. 
Um, I don't think there's too many weaknesses there, <laughs> yeah. to be honest. So, I don't know. Maybe I'll ask Jai. Jai Richardson cleaned That's him up right. three times, didn't he? And Pat Cummins has got him. Pat Cummins got him. And Nathan Coulton-Isle last tour here actually got him yeah. a few times. And so, Nathan, there you go. And Nathan Lyons got him out more than any oh, other player in Test Cricket. Well, we've just picked the team for the first game right there. So, You're not if those that. blokes don't get him, <laughs> then I'll, I'll have to start thinking about how I'm going to get him out. But it must be daunting. It's the same thing. Like Everyone would have seen... Ricky Ponting by the end of his career and they always thought you know target his pads early on and that, that was his weakness but then he would just pick you off through mid-wicket it's the same with Sachin you know try and get him driving early he just wouldn't play a drive for the first half an hour of his innings and then cream him for the rest of the, rest of the time they tend to work it out yeah. don't they so probably why they're the best players in the world yeah yeah I don't know if there's much there so mm-hmm. um, but yeah I'm looking forward to the first team meeting yeah now yeah, obviously I haven't had a team meeting so um Talking to selection with selection with you might be a pointless task, but uh, how do you reckon the eleven might shape up? Do you think with these two T20s um, and it's a World Cup year, the World T Twenty World Cup or the World Cup? What's it called now? World T Twenty T Twenty World Cup. Yeah, T Twenty World Cup in Australia in twenty twenty. That's about eighteen months away. Do you reckon they go well? World Cup's coming up. Let's make this the one day team and sort of figure out like a rain affected game. So you've only got twenty overs. Because that might happen in England in the World Cup. That's so, actually a really good idea. Yeah, yeah, so that could be one way. Or they go, well, we need to win this game. We've got to get our ICC T20 ranking up. Let's pick the best T20 squad. Well, I think they'd, they've they picked the same squad for both. So yep. that probably um, leans towards what you're saying. It's just treating as a, as a shortened one-day game. Yeah. Um, but... I read. I think I read something from JL Justin Langer a few weeks back about just picking your best team. Yeah, like, and and that usually sorts itself out. So, um, good question. I don't you think there's a wrong. It. I don't think there's a wrong answer. So no. we'll, we'll we'll wait and see. Well, as the BBL leading, we could take. I'm surely you've put yourself in there somewhere, right? Well, I'm in the squad, so I'm a there chance. <laughs> I'm definitely a chance. What are you one in sixteen shot? Is it sixteen? No, it's fi- I think it's fifteen. 15. Yeah, oh, because Sean's, Sean's coming. Here. That's yep. right. Yeah. So uh, they're increasing. They're increasing. It's yeah. a good chance. What is the vibe around the group? I mean, we haven't been together for a couple of days, uh, but uh, World Cup year, I suppose, with ten games left, and I think there's a couple against New Zealand, but that's after the squad gets picked. Um, what's the vibe around? Is it just business as usual, or is there a little bit extra to play for, given that it's a World Cup? Well, there is. Um, the vibes. Pretty chilled out. Everyone's. I think. Well, I think we've only been here a day and a bit, um, and we haven't actually done any skills training yet. So no one's. That's this afternoon. That's this afternoon, and that's probably when the when it comes out. I guess when you're in the nets against each other. But oh, I think everyone in the back of their head knows there's going to be competition for spots, especially in the bowling when there's injuries. So I've always spoken about you got to be the next guy in behind those guys. But um, if they're injured, there's there's opportunity there. So. Um, the vibe in the groups just chilled out, but I'm sure once those games start, and, and it won't be a selfish thing, it's just about trying to perform as best as you can and give yourself a chance to get picked. And it's not like you're not trying to your best every other game either, are you? No, like no, saying, yeah. I want to push my World Cup selection cases. Yeah, I wasn't trying. Yeah, until yeah. now. I'm trying yeah. extra hard now. Yeah, so. I don't think you would last that long if that was the case. <laughs> um, Probably not. No, so... Um, yeah, and it's not about being selfish because if you do well, the team does well. Like, and that's and it's hard to change a winning team. Exactly. So, hopefully, we do very well. Yeah, who are you excited to amongst the Aussie guys to to see out here? Who's who's a player you reckon's gonna have a big series, big tour? Oh, um, well, I coming off the big bash, 
I've got two names for you. Darcy Short missed the one days back home. Yep. Um, leading run score again. Player of the tournament again. Yep. So back to I, back. I think that's pretty good. Renegades could have gone back to back, but that's yeah, that's right. Well, he's going back to back, yep. and individual trophies. Some people say they mean a bit more than team ones, don't they? Have you got any? None. No, right. None. They don't. Yeah. No, they no, don't. It's all no, about, it's all about the, the team. Yep. So I would say him, um, ready to take his opportunity with what's coming up, and and the big fella Marcus Stoinis. Yeah. So those two would top two of the top three in the voting. So I think so. They're pretty primed, I reckon, to. Have a have a really good tournament. You would think that uh, Stoinis could really energize the Indian fans over here. I mean, he's a big fella, uh, bit of the sort of the build of Shane Watson. Not quite as hasn't had the blonde locks as Watto, but uh, he's very Watson like, isn't he? Yeah, oh he yeah, is. yeah. yeah. I, and uh, they actually call each other. So he calls Shane Senior, and Shane calls no. Marcus Junior. So Jeez. they they love they love that <laughs> they love the comparison. But he is very Watto. Yeah, yeah, both. Talented players, are you going to, uh, now that you're on the same side, are you going to like um, come together and form like a maybe a, a team celebration if there's a wicket that falls? I mean, you guys have gone copying each other, but now that uh, you're on the same side, do you think... Uh, we haven't copied up? each other. I've only copied him. Sorry. He hasn't copied me at all. Are you thinking maybe you're going to work up like a, like a team celebration? <laughs> look, once again, look, maybe the peanut butter one. Maybe yeah. that, but I don't. He's with RCB now as well. He is. He is. so maybe he's gonna. He'll get a taste of the. <laughs> he'll get the but Stoin, Stoin is all like he'll be whatever comes out of that time is all Stoin. Like it's pure instantaneous. It's just pure emotion and pa- and he loves being. He's passionate. He, and he loves oh, yeah. telling people how passionate he is. So yeah. you it's see it when it's he a gets a good team man, right? Oh, it's what you want. Oh, he yeah, he'll do anything for you. So I I just think he'll do what he does best and that's just show that amazing physique when he gets a wicket yeah just well hulking he's just <laughs> he's, he was in the gym today I've seen some footage uh, yeah, pretty impressive be on cricket.com later on but uh, well actually be on now this podcast will come out after that's already put up but uh, yeah he's um, doesn't mind going there I think he might have been um, pointing to the cameras that uh, Pete Hanscom well, didn't have too many weights on the barbells, so um, I've actually which seen is some a bit unfair of him. Well, I actually saw some footage, and Stoin was working out, and Pete was just standing behind him, looking at a TV <laughs> in the corner <laughs> for about forty-five seconds. So, look, you don't look That's that his way. Rest period, come on. Yeah, it might have been, and he takes his rest period seriously. But Stoin, you don't look like that without working hard. So, fair enough, fair play. I'm Marcus Stoinis. And you're listening to the Unplayable Podcast. Okay, okay. Now, uh, as you probably know, as an avid listener of the Unplayable Podcast, it's uh, over its two and a half year run, we're actually yet to acquire a sponsor, uh, which I'm sure is shocking many of the listeners right now, um, those dozens of listeners we get each week. Um, so the producers of this show thought it would be a good idea to provide an example of what an ad would look like on the show um, to potential sponsors. Um, so they provided us some copy. Are you happy to uh, help out? This I'm, is a f- I'm more than happy. This is a fictional product. So it's just an ad read. I'm sure you've heard them on other podcasts. Um, it's a little thing. And we'll just start it off now. So are you cool? You read your bits and I'll read my bits. Happy? Yep. I'll start off. Yes, okay, here we go. Uh, hey, Kane. Pretend for a moment you're a professional cricketer. One sec. Yep, continue. Okay, try and be natural this Um <laughs> Being uh, being prepared for a game is crucial to success, wouldn't you say? Yep, as Bradman always said, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. Did Bradman really say that? I don't know. 
Anyway, getting a good night's sleep is vital for a player giving themselves the best chance to give 110% on match day. I couldn't agree more. I'd imagine being a professional cricketer, it must be hard on tour changing from hotel to hotel, bed to bed. Even a bad pillow would, I imagine, make a big impact. Well, Kane, it's funny you should mention that because today our friends at Willow Pillow are offering loyal listeners 15% off their first Willow Pillow purchase. But Sam, what's a Willow Pillow? I'm glad you asked. Willow Pillow combines cricket and sleep time in the form of a comfortable, easy to use and fully customizable pillow made completely out of English Willow. English willow, you mean like the wood? Yep, that's right. Say goodbye to your ordinary unpredictable pillow and say hello to the willow pillow, a softer touch three kilogram log that you can take on the road for that consistent night's sleep. Sounds great. So it's like a bat for your bed. Yep, it even comes with your choice of bat stick and that sweet non-toxic smell of linseed oil. How do I not already have one of those? Well, partly because it doesn't exist but if they did, you could order them from willowpillow.com.au and if you enter the code Unplayable Podcast, get a 15% off your first purchase. Wait, how much do these things cost? Well, the basic model is $3,000, but with the code Unplayable Podcast, it is slightly less. Brilliant. What a great ad. And not one joke about having wood in bed. Mate, get your mind out of the gutter. This is a family show. Visit willowpillow.com.au today and hit your sleep worries for six. You came up with that yourself, didn't you? That's the producer of the show. I think that went pretty well. I think it did. Next week, we might have to do a sponsor read for real. Oh, if it's like that, we're, they're flooding in. Who anyway. do you actually want? Who's top of your list? Uh, well, I mean, we've already got great sponsors. Um, you know, uh, Domain are obviously a great yep. one. Alinter Energy. Yep. I mean, they're all yep. fantastic great, great. partners of Cricket Australia. So, KFC, it does, we'll take anyone. Willow Pillow. Willow Pillow. The worry is now that we haven't trademarked any of this and someone might listen to it and then it is, next thing you know, Shark Tank. there could be a Willow Pillow in your bed at the next hotel. There is. All right. I hope there is. I hope there is. Laura Jolly here in Perth with Australia all-rounder Jess Jonathan, who is preparing for the upcoming Commonwealth Bank Women's ODI Series against New Zealand, beginning at the Wacker on Friday. Jess, you've been in Perth for a couple of days now. How's everything going so far? Yeah, things have been going really well. Um, the girls are really excited to be back in um, part of the same team, I guess. Obviously, it's been a, a really full-on, massive summer for us. And, um, yeah, everyone's just looking ready to go and looking forward to this series. And after these months playing against your Aussie teammates in the WBBL and WNCL, is it kind of nice to be back on the same side again? Yeah, absolutely. I think there's always that that rivalry when you come up against each other in a domestic setting and um, yeah to to be back part of the same group again it's everyone's pretty excited and and enjoying each other's company and I think we had a really good hit out yesterday Um, and yeah we got another one today and and a light session the the day before the game so yeah everyone's um, enjoying a bit of friendly banter. And with not long till that first ODI what are the key focuses for the team this week? Oh I think well our coach, Matt Mott, he uh, has made sure that we, I guess, go with the, the mantra of best when fresh. And um, obviously everyone's mindful of the, the massive summer that we've had. And, um, yeah, it's such an important series coming up that we want people to, to be ready to go but sort of not overdo things and know that we've had a lot of cricket under our belts, so we'll be ready to go. 
And for you personally, I know it was a tough start to the summer with knee surgery back in September that kept you out of the most recent one-day series. Um, but you've now had a full WBBL season under your belt. So firstly, how's the body feeling? And also, how's the ball coming out? Yeah, well, the body's actually feeling all right at the moment, um, which, yeah, is a positive thing for me. And, yeah, I've had sort of no issues, touch wood, since then. And, um, yeah, sort of the ball feels like it's coming out really well at the moment. I, I feel like I had a really solid back end of um, WBBL and the last WNCL games as well leading into this series. So got a bit of confidence there with the ball coming out. And, um, yeah, it's just sort of... I'm ready to hopefully finish the season off um, getting out in the field and, um, yeah, contributing to some team success, hopefully. And I guess as so often happens in sports, a lot of swings and roundabouts and you're back fit now, but Soph Molyneux has been ruled out of the series with a shoulder injury. Have you spoken to her at all or um, what would you give advice would you give to a young player who suffered her first major injury? Yeah, well, I was gutted for her. As soon as I read the news, um, I sent her a message just to let her know that I was thinking of her and if there was anything I could do that, um, yeah, obviously it's never nice getting injured and um, I guess on top of that having to miss a series as well. But, um, yeah, she's a tough cookie and being a country kid, um, yeah, I know that she'll bounce back from that and she's got some amazing support around her with our Creed Australia support staff as well. And, um, yeah, I think for her the good thing is is that she's so young as well that there's definitely plenty more cricket ahead of her, ahead of her and this is yeah just a minor setback if you can get him out the way early then hopefully yeah she has um a really long career after that speaking of injuries um Lauren Cheadle's back in the squad is it a real nice lift to have her back given everything she's been through over the last couple of years yeah absolutely i think for Lauren as well being a young player also and having to go through some of those setbacks i think it's sort of galvanizes a player and um, makes you a bit of a stronger person as well and she's worked really hard and um, yeah obviously she's had some bad luck along the way but I think that's going to hold her um, in good stead moving forward that sort of gets her to understand her body a bit more as well and be able to sort of relish the opportunities that that she gets um, as a result of the hard work into coming back from those injuries. And you would have got a pretty good look at her in the WBBL and the WNCL final. How well is she bowling at the moment? Yeah, she's bowling really well. I think um, through her own admission, she was a bit disappointed not to bowl as often during the WBBL. But to her credit, she came back in those last few WNCL games and took took a bag of wickets. So I think, um, yeah, for her to be able to do that and have that confidence and bring that into this series and... Um, yeah, I'm just really looking forward to hopefully seeing her be unleashed again this series and, yeah, that she has some success as well. Yeah, I guess left arm quicks are a pretty rare thing in the women's game. Is that a pretty cool point of difference for Australia to have her up your sleeve? Yeah, definitely. I think that's something that we sort of prided ourselves on in the past, that we've been able to cover all bases and we've got some real versatility in our bowling um, lineup, and well, we also have it in our batting as well, but... Um, yeah, particularly in our bowling stocks, we've got like we got Shooter as an in-swing bowler, we've got Pez as an out-swing bowler, and now we've got Cheats as a left armour, and we've got all different types of spinners as well. So I think, yeah, to be able to have that variety, to be able to be called upon at any time, I think that's a real advantage. And you guys play with and against the Kiwi so often now. Has that changed the rivalry between the teams over the years, especially since the Big Bash came in? Oh, well, there's always been a massive rivalry. I think, if anything, it's been um, enhanced a little bit. I think you, when you play so often together these days, it sort of 
you know the the ins and outs and you learn to know what makes each other tick so there's almost that little bit writing extra writing on it when you start to become pretty good friends as well because you see each other in a different light as teammates um and yeah it's sort of you always want to get one up over each other and yeah this series will definitely be no different I think it's pretty interesting that Australia's had such an incredible record against New Zealand in one day cricket over the past almost 20 years, not losing a series, despite the teams generally being pretty close in the rankings. Does that put a bit of added pressure on you guys to not be the team to let the Rose Bowl go? Yeah, well, in saying that, we we almost let it slip um, the last series. I remember we... um, we dropped the first game and then we ended up going to Mount Monganui and it almost seems like every time we go there, Meg Lenning scores a ton and she ended up getting back-to-back tons and I guess we, we ended up keeping a hold of it. But yeah, that's something that gets brought up every now and then when we come up as part of the Rose Bowl series that we don't want to be that team to, to let that legacy sort of die in a way. And um, there's no... <laughs> It's not added pressure as such. It's just sort of something in the back of your mind that just adds that little bit of extra incentive to want to do well. And hopefully this doesn't cause any controversy in the dressing room, but if you had to pick one of your teammates to watch this series, you think might go absolutely massive, who would you say? Um, Oh, well, look, it's hard to go past Elisa Healy with the the summer that she's had um, and, well, the year of cricket that she's had, obviously cleaning up all our awards at the Australian Cricket Awards the other day and um, yeah I think that she's such an explosive player and she really sort of sets sets the tone for us not only with the bat but also in the field behind the stumps as well so um, yeah I'm hoping that she can go for three more games and, and go absolutely ballistic. And if there's one New Zealand player you would say poses the biggest threat who might that be? Uh, it'd probably have to be Sophie Devine. Um, obviously, he's such a destructive batter, um, but also quite handy with the ball up front as well. And um, yeah, she's definitely one of their many key, key players that we're we're wanting to kind of keep under wraps. But yeah, she's definitely someone that we need to look out for. Obviously, three big matches coming up against the Kiwis. But just turning attention off the field for a moment. I heard that when you come back from the series, you'll be welcoming a new addition. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. So. Um, my partner and I, we bought a little French bulldog. Um, his name will be Alfie. So she picks him up when I'm away on tours. So I'm a little bit jealous of that she'll get that first week and the first opportunity to bond with him. But, um, yeah, I'm really looking forward to my player leave and being able to spend some time with him. And do you plan to be as prolific on social media with the puppy as Megan Shute has been with her one? Oh, absolutely. There's no such thing as too much puppy spam. Um, I'm, yeah, really looking forward to getting that first week of puppy spam to me and then I look forward to being able to put it out to everybody else. Awesome. Thanks, JJ, and all the best for the series. No worries. Thanks, LJ. Uh, the first game kicks off here in Perth on Friday before the second match at Adelaide's Karen Rolton Oval on Sunday. And then on March 3, the action heads to Junction Oval for the third and final Rose Bowl match. Tickets are available for just $15 for adults while children are free. So head to cricket.com.au slash tickets to pick up yours. And if you can't make it to the game, make sure you tune in on Channel 7, Fox Cricket or live stream via KO. And of course, you'll find all the live scores news and highlights on cricket.com.au and the CA Live app. Okay, Kano, following the success of the retro kit used this summer in the Gillette ODI series, Gillette, another great sponsor, uh, against India, fan vote will determine the retro kits for the Aussies uh, next summer against New Zealand. How good is this concept? It's amazing. It's so good. 
It's really good. So good. What's the what's the chat around the the team been about this? Well, uh, the Gav, the manager, put it up on our WhatsApp yesterday, just letting everyone know. And I reckon within about four seconds, blokes started sending through what they think was going to win. So, oh, the boys are so keen. All right. So there's going to be eight kits, bracket style. Um, the Capena kits, the '99 World Cup, '86 '87 Perth Challenge, '92 World Cup, World Series cricket from '81 to '84, the blue stripe. The blue stripe down the sides of the 99 to 2001 kit. Baseball style from 88 to 92. The lightning bolts from 92 to 94. And the 1996 World Cup. So it's a bracket style comp. Fans vote on the kit in a head-to-head type situation. Um, There'll be two matchups per day when this podcast goes out. The first one will already be up. It's the 99 World Cup versus 86-87 Perth Challenge. And 92 World Cup versus that iconic World Series cricket strip. Uh, polls open for 24 hours in the first round in the semis. And then the fans have three days to get their votes in for the final. Uh, lots of good options here. I'm stuck between three. Uh, 99 World Cup. Yep. Blue Stripe. Yes. And the Lightning Pulse. Oh, we, we are so alike. <laughs> what, going back to the 99 World Cup to start off with. I mean, what a series that was. I mean, there's some sort of great um, link that the Australian cricket team is going to go back to England. The World Cup's in England, 1999. Just makes 20 sense. 20-year anniversary. Like, imagine if the Aussies win it over there and then they can celebrate it kind of in the next summer against the Black Caps. That would be unreal. Um, and it's just a great uniform. The, the Southern Cross, the stars shooting up across the... the Just makes sense, doesn't it? Kit. Yep. They also gave them, I think, the players had to wear a specific number. That probably won't happen, but um, cause I think oh, all the go. captains wore one in that series. Is that right? That yeah, Cup, look, yeah. You're, you're above me there with that knowledge. But, uh, yeah, true. <laughs> <laughs> um, the blue stripe one, and this is the yeah. one that I first got as a kid. Um, I think it was 12 when it first started. So my my cricketing fandom was at its peak when I was about yep. 12. Yeah. And I think it was a birthday gift, and I wore it till it was basically falling off me. Um, <laughs> only a couple of years ago, actually. <laughs> Actually, I think I brought it with me. Um, <laughs> it's in the kit. But what are they doing with a blue stripe down the side of an Australian top? Marketing genius, isn't it? Just ch- just change just change it somehow normally, so people want it. Normally, they just change the color or like yeah. the font or something. No, let's go like, all out. Let's, let's go blue. <laughs> let's put a navy blue on strip. the side. It's that actually. It's funny you say that. I actually wasn't lucky enough to get the shirt, but I got the hat. Yeah, that great didn't have didn't have blue in it, but like the panel green. I, I think ISC were the sponsor, like yeah. the kit sponsor. Yeah, it had like the the yellow, the green that came around onto the came around, wrapped around yeah. Australia on the back. I actually saw it on TV here again today. Shane it's Lee, TV, do you watch? Yeah, a fair bit. Shane Lee was running around. Uh, Ian Harvey, some of the some of the greats An- were playing. Andrew Simons, I Andrew Simons made the boo in that kit. Yep, um, hard default. It was really good. And you know what I really like about both those kits, the 99 and the blue stripe, is the the whole kit is the yellow helmets. Yes. So... I don't know if the lightning bolts had it. I can't remember. But I would say predominantly... Probably pre- would have to. Pretty pretty yellow kit as well. So is that... They haven't said anything I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know. Just it's, putting I it out there. I think it's just a uniform at this stage. Let's put that out there. What do you think? Do you, are you a fan of the yellow helmet? I love the yellow helmet. Yeah. I remember Mark Wars, like always, fa- that fabric back then. We yeah. didn't have what we have now. And... Just a just beautiful. Yeah, it just looks like that was with the the blue side panel as well. Yeah, so. yeah. and that in the blue stripe one, it wasn't your like your vibrant canary yellow either. It was like a mustardy yellow yeah. too. Yeah, they really mix it up. It's going to be hard to beat that, <laughs> I think. And then the lightning bolts. Oh, but that that could be the one. The lightning bolts from ninety two to ninety four. So I had a couple of good summers down there. Uh, 
and the pic that's um, on cricket.com of Warney wearing it, Iconic. his mugshot. It was it's, <laughs> so, it's so good. good. It's profile picture material. Classic Warney and that um, lightning bolts. I mean, who would have thought of that? I mean, lightning has got nothing to do with Australia. It doesn't, but once again, the, where are these marketers gone, the people who make these kit? I'm not sure. They've done a good job of it. So they're, they're coming back, I guess. Oh, well, they are. That's true. So you can go on there and vote. You can vote on Twitter. You can vote on um, on the links on cricket.com.au and the sale live app. So get amongst it. So who, um, who's your pick, though, if you're going to give me one right now? It's so tough because you look at the matchups. Yeah, I think, how do they work? Well, like I said before, I think the, I think the World Cup strip, 99, will get over Perth Challenge yep. and then on that side of the bracket it's 92 World Cup versus World Series so that's a tough one mm. all the romantics will go with like uh, World Series cricket I reckon well I'm not so sure I think I think. or do you think 92 World Cup will yeah, be that I one I think it will and, and I've, I think it's on Instagram at the moment yeah you got to remember there's going to be sponsors on them. So what's going to work best with the sponsors logo well they'll all look good that's why they pick these kids yeah I'm not sure I'm not sure it will that's all well, I'll say. I don't want to tamper with the brackets, no, no, but no, I'm no. just saying that. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I like to see 99 World Cup in the final. Yep. On the other side, it's a bit tricky because Blue Stripe um, Blue Stripe comes up against... Um, who have we got? Blue Strip's up against the baseball-style one. So, I reckon it'll beat that. Yeah. Baseball-style's cool, but it I reckon is. it'll beat that. And that went from 80 to, 88 to 92. That was another long run. Yeah, I, I wasn't around. And then Lightning Bolts against 1996 World Cup. And 1996 World Cup's not bad either. It's got a bit of multicolour there. It's yeah. got the stripes. Bit of blue in it as well. Yeah, so yeah. I think those two will come off. I think I reckon they'll be the semi-final. I think it'll be Blue uh, blue Stripe versus Lightning Bolts. That's tough. It's like a Renegade Stars yeah. final. And the thing is, I have a feeling that the winner of that that semi-final might have played its final. Yeah. So I'm, I'm They're going to be cooked. They're gas. I'm going for 99 World Cup. Yeah, I'm not look. sure there's a, there's no losers amongst this. There isn't. Apart there from isn't. the seven ones that don't get through. But the <laughs> but get, the Aussie team's going to look... They looked great in the retro good. kit. Yep. They're going to uh, look good. Because you got drafted into the... I actually did for the last game. And I and I picked up a bag full of, of kits. Did you get yeah, it? Yeah, I kept it all. It's all going to be in the garage too. So didn't have to wear it. Is but that next to the Perno Warriors outfit? Actually, I've got one of those, yeah. You never know when <laughs> someone's going to need one for an auction or... Yeah, or, yeah. You know, I'm not Charity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So what's your what's your pick? Oh, I think blue, blue stripe. Yeah, I think blue stripe. As I said, that was the first one that I, I didn't get the shirt, but the hat. Yeah. yeah. But lightning bolts. That, I was too young to see it on field, but that picture of Warney, that's just doing so much for me. So, <laughs> go with one of those. Well, Clanover, that's the end of this week's episode. Already. That's it. I know. Oh, like kidding. a flash, like a bolt of lightning. We'll be back. <laughs> Uh, next week I think back in Hyderabad actually uh, after the first uh, two T20s or the only two T20s in Vizac and then Bangalore Uh, but until then for all your news scores and video about the Qantas Tour of India the Rose Bowl series and the JLT Shepherd Shield which makes it come back later this month head to cricket.com.au and the CA Live app softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.